Welcome to Sit in Your Cell, wisdom from the wilderness for those walking in the world. Though three forms of monasticism emerged as the essential models for spiritual struggle, they were not the only ones. Because the call to asceticism is part of the Christian message, everywhere Christian communities arose, forms of ascetic life and spiritual discipline arose as well. This episode will examine the Sons and Daughters of the Covenant, an ascetic movement that flourished in Persia and Roman Syria from the 3rd to the 6th centuries. As Christianity flourished in the late 1st and early 2nd centuries, it began to move beyond the bounds of the Roman Empire and into Sassanid Persia. This was natural, as Jewish communities established in the Persian Empire centuries before provided fertile grounds for sharing the gospel. In these areas, Christian asceticism and spirituality took on a different form, influenced not by Greek or Roman philosophy, but by Judaism, Zoroastrianism, Hinduism and Buddhism, and other Eastern religions. The various traditions and manner of spirituality that flourished in this area is epitomized by the sons and daughters of the covenant. Taking their name from their intense vows of virginity and virtue, this ascetic movement became the driving force in the development of Syriac and Persian Christianity. Rooted simply in the desire to know God and to serve others, these ascetics provide a fascinating example of practical monasticism. Little is known about the origins of this group. They appear in sources from the mid to late 3rd century, but it is obvious they had a presence in Syriac Christian communities for some time before. It is possible they represent the original indigenous movement of Christianity in this region before developing into a particular group of vowed ascetics sometime in the 3rd century. They flourished until the 5th century, when other forms of monasticism from Egypt and Palestine began to erode their influence and appeal. By the beginning of the 7th century, they had largely disappeared. However, their legacy lives on, not only in their influence on Syriac and Eastern Christianity, but as an example of true asceticism in the world. Again, there is little known about this group, and especially about their exact practices. They had no set rules or clearly defined way of living that was shared across the various communities. But the sons and daughters of the covenant were nevertheless an important force within the Syriac church. The great Christian writer Afrahat (228-345) was a member of this group for some time, as was the great writer Ephraim the Syrian (306-373), and their presence is noted from the earliest days in the catechetical schools of Edessa and Nisibis. What is known about them is their intent to fast from the world, which included strict vows of celibacy holiness, and service to others. They were solitaries, not in the sense that they ever lived alone, but that they lived apart from any family, whether spouses or parents. Instead, the members gathered together in large houses, all men or all women, and devoted themselves to spiritual struggle. There were groups committed to studying scripture and chanting the Psalms day and night. They seem to have been present in most Syriac Christian communities, fasting and praying and serving as acolytes within the divine service. It was the responsibility of the local church community to provide for their needs, and each community was as wealthy or as poor as what was offered to them by their Christian brothers and sisters. 
The members of the community took their vow of virtue seriously. They believed that being a bride of Christ demanded that one never marry, never have sex, never live with anyone besides those who were like-minded in their desire for spiritual discipline. They devoted and conditioned every aspect of their life to asceticism, fasting, praying, memorizing scripture, and serving others in order to foster humility and love for Christ in their hearts. They desired to be separate from the world internally, but not externally. Rather than moving out into the wilderness, the members of the covenant preferred to live in the heart of the city. Their most notable activity was caring for the poor, providing food, clothing, and care for all those in need. They remained deeply connected to the life of their city and the life of the church which provided for them. And they did no work besides charity and spiritual discipline, living off of only what was donated to them. The sons and daughters of the covenant represent a fascinating and unique development within the Christian ascetic tradition. They were not priests or ordained clergy, but groups of laity that banded together and formed ascetic communities. They did not withdraw or shut themselves off, but committed themselves to caring for the church and for their fellow man. While they eventually came to be replaced by other forms of monasticism from the Roman Empire, they represent the Syriac and Persian spiritual tradition, devoted to inner purity and outward service. And they remain a witness to the idea that asceticism is possible for those in the world, and that ascetic spirituality calls the Christian to deeper engagement with the world around him. The call to love God and serve others is the same for all Christians. The sons and daughters of the covenant reveal to us that as Christianity spread across the world, and not simply in the Roman Empire, Christians took this call to spiritual struggle seriously. Asceticism does not mean abandoning your city or community, but can be a driving force for greater social engagement, devoting one's entire life to bringing the love of God to those around them.